this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today's guest on Diversified Game, y'all, you guys are in for a treat. You're going to learn all about music and music production. He even has his own shoe. Today's guest, I see him everywhere, every week, while on Facebook, he has a new club, a new artist is coming, um, reggae, African, Italian reggae, it doesn't matter. Today's guest is crazy from TheMusicHits.com. Quasi, welcome to the Diversified Game. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Man, I you know, I, I had to have you on because you are active. I've been in Seattle for four or five years now, and I've always seen you getting busy up doing your thing can you tell us how you got in the music game and just give us you know give us your background and bio on how you got started yeah certainly um like everybody else most of us came from somewhere else in this area so i came here from the dc area came here to go to school and uh, i just got into the music uh promoting djing uh going to spots like the bohemia uh, it was really a good spot for me because they had, you know, it's like an international flavor there. And uh, I'm originally from uh, Ghana, West Africa. I grew up in the D.C. area. So it was always a good thing for me to find a nice little reggae, a nice little hip-hop or African vibe type of place. And uh, that that's why I was usually hanging out. And, you know, there wasn't always enough of it going on. So that's what got me into the promoting game. And uh, promoted around here for years uh, in the Seattle area. I promoted uh, different type of music in different neighborhoods. I took like reggae to spots like uh, Queen Anne when I promoted the Maribou Room. I used to promote a spot, the Bamboo, at the Al-Qaeda Beach. I done some events at the Bohemia, the Ballad Firehouse, you know, all over the place because I, I'm just into, you know, spreading the culture. Uh, which led me to the website and all the online marketing, all the online presence that I have in terms of like local uh, concerts pages, hip hop pages, gay pages. And the website is basically uh, a showcase of uh, charts and concerts. Uh, I'm a, an affiliate partner of uh, Apple Music and iTunes, which uh, helps me to go ahead and promote music anywhere I want to because. Uh, there's really no pressure from the artist or anybody else to, to pay me, just my own interest. I promote what I want because my commission generally comes from Apple and iTunes and some of the other companies that I work and promote. So that's generally my model. I'm just out there pushing music. And uh, and the brand is the Kwasi Africa, which the Kwasi Africa brand is mostly uh, it's uh, African, Caribbean kind of culture. Uh, hip hop kind of culture, so that's the type of stuff that I, I, I gravitate promoting and getting into around here. 
Now tell us, you know, it, not being from here, that just means you could, you know, be a promoter by default because so many people have their head in the sand and are, are so passive aggressive. Um, how did you get into the promotion game? Because there's a 14 year old kid listening right now saying, man, that sounds like a, a, a good job. I can't rap. I can't. Yeah. I might can't. Yeah. dance. How'd you get into yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was saying at 14. I can't dance. I can't sing. I can't rap. <laughs> but, but you know, like that 14-year-old, I, I love the music. I like being around music. I like being around musicians. And I found that uh, my place will be then, you know, since I can't play it, but I love it, find a way to at least tell about it. See? You know, we're we're at a point in time where, you know, you have venue operators trying to book and promote their own events because they have a social media network or following. And then you have artists now also like, hey, you know, I, I have a huge following. I can do my own thing. But always, there's always a, a place where if you, I believe if you're a professional promoter, if you have a way of promoting, if you also have your own network, then you become, a, uh, you consider the table and say, okay, I'm a promoter. Right now, just saying you're a promoter is not enough because nowadays it's also the numbers game. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the promoter also got to bring something to the table that makes them uh, valuable and able to bring something to the table. So back then, that's what I started doing. There wasn't enough like reggae or African music and that type of vibe going on or a place where you can get all that type of action together. So myself and a couple of other partners like Wasite, um, we, we got we got together and said, hey, we were both from other places. We would like a place where we can get a little reggae vibe, a little Afro beats vibe and, and hip hop and that type of stuff all connected together. So we started doing those type of nights, which, you know, the concept of, OK, if you see a gap in something, fill it, you know, go, don't just go copy what other people are doing because then there's no demand for what you're doing. So my whole thing was, okay, there's something I'm missing. There's something the city's missing. There's something the area is missing, and which was somebody that actually could promote something different to a new crowd or a different crowd or, in my view, I thought was a hungry crowd that wanted like a world music flavor place to go hang out. So we did, we, we, we did a lot of that, and uh, it kept growing. Uh, initially, my networks was online. I, I, I had a huge following on MySpace. Uh, if, if people can still remember what that is. But <laughs> once MySpace began phasing out, I jumped on Facebook and uh, I was able to uh, gather and collect a few uh, pages that are right now, since then, have grown into quite a few following. And that's that's how you get into it. You just find something you want to do that you love doing. Uh, and if you want to promote, you just have to have something to offer and you're going to be able to promote. You're going to be able to book events but you have to be able to show that you can bring people in at the end of the day. It's a business, uh, whether it's a bar or a live music venue or festival or what have you. Uh, everybody wants to, wants to have a successful event. The artist wants to have a successful promotion. Uh, the audience wants to promote us, bring a bunch of people together and, and not just the same old, same old. So if you have the ability to do all that, then yes, you're going to be a good promoter. You're going to have success and, and people will follow what you don't. So just just the 14-year-old 
just find a way to get yourself in the game, uh, whether you're on the street team for somebody or you have a nice website or you can do affiliate marketing, doing music uh, marketing for one of the other distributors. You can, you know, get into affiliate deal and sell tickets to events and, and just grow your audience. Grow your audience doing whatever you can to promote the music your way. You don't always have to do it other people's way. So that's what I would say to that 14-year-old man. Okay, and that's kind of how I gear all my conversations. It's really to give the game, no matter who's on, so people can, un- you know, understand, like, there's a lot that you can do. And, and you you talked about so much. Um, in 2019, how does a promoter get paid? Because I know back in the day, you know, it you, somebody could give a flyer out, People would have so many flyers or, you know, a code and this person gets this much of the revenue of the people they bring in. But I mean, it's 2019. The game mm-hmm. has flipped and, and done mm-hmm. so much. How does a true promoter get paid nowadays? Okay. Now, that 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 is the ultimate question. Okay. Because as I indicated, you have uh, the venues trying to do their own booking and promotions, and you have artists doing the same. Now, what a promoter, your promoter only if you're valuable to that kind of setup. If somehow you're bringing something. Now, how do you get paid? Suppose me, I'm, I'm promoting an event, or I have uh, through my network, somebody asks me. Either somebody's going to ask you, or you're going to reach out to some people. Now, based on your numbers, Based on what kind of following you have, what kind of network you have as a promoter, you can then begin to start at least naming some of your terms, okay? Uh, artists, if you're booking and promoting the artists, well, the artists, basically you book, you tell the artist how much it's going to be, whatever the final amount is, your figure is already included in what, what not, not in what you quote the artist, but you get yours and then the artist is this before the, the game even starts, Somebody has agreed, so we know what everybody's getting. The venue knew, knows what they're paying. So everything should be done up front. People know what it is because there's too many uh, there are too many instances where people just do stuff, and then you have these arguments like, okay, I expected X, Y, Z. That's never a good way to do business. Business in this type of area, especially anything related to music, you have the business taken care of before anything happens. You know what you bring into the table. If you make an offer to a venue that you're going to book an event, well, if it's a 500-seat venue and you, the promoter, has 10,000 followers, well, the venue is, 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 is feeling better about taking a chance on giving you that Saturday or Friday evening to promote your event, okay? Also, a couple that you have a lot of nice media on your page. You have following. You have people sharing your stuff. You have good comments. This is how now you got to present yourself as a valuable asset to the whole setup, okay? If you're not valuable somehow, then, again, you can't just call yourself a promoter and say, okay, that's what I am. A promoter is a profession. It's part of the business. You're either a booking agent, a venue, or an artist. The problem is all of those people are starting to call themselves promoters. <laughs> you see? So, Man, give the game on what a true promoter, let hit them over the head. 
Because we have the same <laughs> issue in PR where everyone's like, I'm a publicist, I'm a publicist. And I'm like, what's the last thing you placed? Or, or, or where do you place? Because usually they're looking for a job, but they're a publicist. Uh, right. And so talk about what a true, you know, keep talking and give that game. Hit them over the head. Because just because you pass out a flyer does not make you a promoter. You might be part of a, a street team, but we're talking mm-hmm. for the true entrepreneur mm-hmm. getting it out of the mud get, give them mm-hmm. the game all, all day i'm gonna let you keep rapping on you know what a promoter is right right and, and again you know it's just a concept that people really still don't understand you're right again passing out a flyer or being a flyer designer doesn't make you a promoter. uh hanging on the street corner and passing out and talking to friends or hanging out in front of the club after it closes that's not the promoter. That's that's that that would be considered a street team. Somehow that that that's on the beat. That's something you can get. You can give a college student, a high school student, you know, a few bucks to go pass out. That's a street person. If you're the venue, you're the booking agent or whatever. You're the venue operator. That's it. I always tell if you want to be a promoter, you you make yourself a promoter. Like say so you go to somebody and say, okay, this is what I have. For me, for example, if I want to promote, say, a reggae or Afrobeat or even a hip-hop event in Seattle area, in my packet or my email to the venue or their booking agent or whichever artist I want to use for this event, also see it attached or links to my various networks and how many people are following those networks. they also see that I have promoted some of the best events in that genre in the whole area. It speaks for itself, you see. So when you go and you say, okay, this guy is the, is the owner of this page, Seattle Reggae, which is facebook.com slash Seattle Reggae, which they consider that a premium uh, a social media URL because it's a search term. So it, it also shows up in general search engines like Google. It shows up high. And then I also say, okay, well, I'm going to attach a link to another page that I own, which is Seattle Concerts. Now, that's also a premium. Now, they, all, they want me for that one. Uh, what? Who owns this Seattle Concerts? Yes, it's this guy. And that those two combined alone has your promoter. It's good if you want to be there. But generally, if you know what you're doing, the money is set, everything's straight. You know how it's going to be given. You know what's going to be paid. You don't physically have to be there to be a part of the action unless you want to be. Okay. Because now, like, with things like Facebook Live, I can I usually tell my artists, put the feed on, set it up so I see it live, what's happening. I don't have to be there. So you, if you're going to be there, if you have friends, if you have a crew, make sure they're professional and they know this is how, this is your reputation on the line. Okay? Everything you're doing, this is your reputation on the line. People looking at you and how you do it. Maybe you have a nephew, but it might be concerned. You, you talk about that 14-year-old. Maybe you have a 14-year-old looking at you right now. It's I can do. My aunt seems to be failing. My aunt doesn't do it right. He's always mad. He's always frustrated. His money's always short. Perhaps you don't know the business end of it. Perhaps you don't understand contracts. Perhaps you don't know law. Perhaps... Your stubbornness is not handing that part of the business to a professional who knows how to do this, who understands 
law who understands negotiations and contracts, you see. I'm fortunate in meaning that as a promoter, I'm also a licensed attorney. I didn't tell you that, but I, I, I'm a lawyer. You got all the jobs. Well, that that exactly that puts me in the situation. My job now is as a musical. Yeah, I represent artists and I promote the artists. I also promote for companies. So now I, I'm at a place where it stops with me. I can do all of it myself. I can do negotiation. I draft the contracts. I can review contracts with it for the client. And if something's wrong, I can pursue litigation. If it's a copyright issue, trademark issue. And I just talked to an artist yesterday. Most artists who are up and coming, the one area that they always seem to not understand is trademark. You have to trademark your brand or your name. It's very important. I just put that aside. You wanted to get into trademark issue. Copyrights, everybody else wants to talk to copyrights first. Well, copyright, generally, believe it or not, you don't always have to rush when you write your first single to the copyright office. No, the minute you, you, you put something in tangible form, like in a recording or even in written, you have a copywritten product that is yours. It is yours. You're able to prove that you wrote that, you made that, and they stole it. You, you have a copyright. It's common law. You can go get it. It shows. At some point, when you get a nice catalog, sure, you want to make sure everything is also done with a USPTO office or the copyright office so you have it set up. But also, whether you are a promoter, uh, anybody in the arts game, um, you have a name that you're building, a brand that you're building, eventually, you you will have common rights, common law rights in your brand, but at some point you need to go ahead and take the step and uh, register that with patent and trademark office. It's very important. I think really where we get caught up, where we get into trouble, is not understanding the concept of contracts and how to get into one. But I'm gonna tell you, you drop that ball because nowhere on your your platform. Does it talk about a JD, no pictures, no nothing? I'm going to have you come back just to talk about the internet uh, and the entertainment law because that's a whole nother conversation we can have. And it's just sure. more game to, to give them because, you sure. know, people, people would not I- expect that, especially when you're hiding that online. It's like you hit somebody... <laughs> hit somebody with that because you know they expect (laughs) they they see it sometimes to look crazy you know i'm I'm always wrapped in some african wear some custom something and try to talk you crazy when you hit them with oh yeah actually i studied this and uh you know like oh okay you're not just boo boo off the street so i'm gonna have you whole nother time so we can get into that because there's so much legally people need to get in the game and i tell people get a book i've read it it's law school for everybody um you know i i i i i want to get into that deeper but with the time dwindling and we know you know attention spans on podcasts and all that i want to ask my my last question for this interview um Uh is and this is coming from one of my co-hosts, Tyson. This is his favorite question is, what is your community give back that you're doing now or that you uh, plan to do in the future, whether it be here or in Ghana or anywhere in the world? Well, the first thing is this. 
my my community give back was to learn what I just talked about, which is the affiliate marketing and the concept of being able to teach, uh, especially people from our community, how to be able to get into this game without having to go through anybody really, without having to learn anything. Essentially, to be able to teach them that, if you're able to be on social media, if you're able to have a, a smartphone, if you're able to just copy and paste a link, you can search, you can be online monetizing your, your online time. So this is my give nowadays. As a, when I was in school, I used to give a lot of talk to the youth, uh, children. Uh, I used to be a speaker for the DARE program. I was involved with the Tacoma Urban League. I did a lot of stuff. Not only was I in school, I graduated. That's why I came to D.C. area to attend. So we're going to get into that. But uh, to attend Seattle University, and uh, I was there, and it's, uh, it's a great experience. But basically, I, I think you just have to um, you have to stay focused. You just have to stay focused. And if you want to get in this game, you just have to build your network and your integrity. Your integrity really matters. Uh, you don't have to, you know, yeah, I keep two things separate. Part of me is the law, but part of me is emotions. At some point, they do meet. I still do things legally for my clients, and they, they appreciate the fact that when I'm doing a deal, they know that I don't have to go and take that paper to a lawyer to review or to negotiate or to finalize. I do that, Okay. So it's different for everybody, but for the promotions, I would say, again, you just have to grind, but the grinding these days is done online. It's done online. You don't have to go, you know, hit the pavement on your feet. It's, it's actually become the, like the, 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 the Neanderthal way of promotion, if that's how you're doing it. You know, I was recently back east. I saw that. That's what some cats, there's flyers everywhere and all this and posters. Eventually, once again, be an asset to the community. You know, not an issue. Learn how to market online. If you want to be a promoter, you have to build your network. That's that's all I can say to anybody that wants to do this. Build a network. Be respectful and always be professional. And uh, good things will come your way. You know, no doubt about that. It's, it's not about getting rich right away. It's about putting in the work. And most people don't see you doing that. I've been doing this underneath the, the radar while doing my law work for the last 12, 15 years. And I, I've been able to grow a network separate from that. And it's gone to the point where now I can have that be in its own agency that I can work on eventually, like I said, Give back to the community. Well, nothing, nothing like giving back to the community than giving people opportunities that they otherwise would not have had. I would have liked that. I would have liked somebody to give me some opportunities and, and options that fit my lifestyle and habit. We haven't found a way to let these kids who just happen to want to sit on social media come up with ways to still be able to find ways to make money doing just that. And I think what I do, some of the things I do, could be a nice solution uh, to some of those kids instead of just ignoring them, giving them options in this type of area. So that, that's one of my major contributions to coming up with a different model for some of these kids to be able to uh, 
uh, do something for themselves too. Yeah. Man, that that's awesome. You guys have got the game in the description. You will see the social media links and the link so you can be a part of the movement and reach out, brother. I thank you for the game you give and God willing the game you're going to give because people need to get their legal actions together. You know, uh, and we're going to get, we're going to get into that, but you got people making real money who don't even, you know, Jacoby and Myers is who they're trying to call or, you know, when things come, you need a lawyer mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. that you can call for a problem that might happen right now. And you need a promoter as well for your event, because a lot of you are failing in that game. I'm just saying, I don't go out much <laughs> nowadays, got the wife, the kids, and let you know, but a lot of you are trying to do everything and you uh-huh. have the potential but you're yeah. not hitting the mark. So share some yeah. of that money and, and share it and get a promoter. You're just talking to one who can work with you worldwide. So there's no excuse at all. Uh, brother, we are going to talk again. I thank you. Appreciate you for giving the game, man. Thank you, Kellen. And I, I really appreciate you giving me time. And, you know, you're great. Your podcast is great. And I'll make sure I put it on my platform so we get people to make sure they tune into what you're doing. I appreciate you, and I look forward to talking to you next time, brother. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. Six thousand followers. Now, for a local, you know, uh, uh, special uh, genre promotions page, a promoter owns both the concerts page and the reggae page for live music. Okay, that's unique. So somebody said, okay, well, why wouldn't I let him book here? Why wouldn't I play him? Why wouldn't I agree with what he's saying? Because it seems like he's done the work, collected a body of followers who like what he does. You see? In the middle... They always, promoters that want to be promoters seem to forget that it's not about the product, your beautiful product that you see in your head. We all see that. Everybody wants to be a promoter, musician, and artist sees how great they are. They say, oh, my shit is going to be dope. Damn, you see the fly, fly is dope. That This is dope. You know, the event, people are saying interested. People are saying yes, like. You know, so you get into yourself a little bit. But at the end of the day, the question for a wannabe promoter is, okay, 
what what am I going to bring to the venue? What what can they expect from me? You see, because it is a business. The venue needs to do okay or even good. That has to be looking at it. How do you do that? Is it just inviting your typical friends, your network, just posting it on your page? No. What they want you to do is bring, use your network to bring people that otherwise wouldn't know who you are also to the table. New people. If you have the ability to also promote outside your own system, your own networks, or you have networks that promote for your networks, this is how you continue to build. Because each time you're adding more people that like what you do, they follow what you do. You have to be professional. You have to be professional. I, I can't say that enough. As a promoter, this is your thing. This is your name. This is your baby. This is your, your bread and butter. This is your fun time. This is... This is what, you know, the wife lets you go outside to do stuff and play, but it's a professional. It's a, hey, you know, the husband says, hey, go ahead and promote whatever you want. It's it's still something that people expect to be able to be able to pay their bills by. The venue does, the artist does or should. If they don't want to pay their bills doing what they're doing, they're not serious. And you want to be able to say, okay, I also came out pretty nice because my fruits of my labor paid off okay at the end of the day this is how it has to everybody involved has to be satisfied with what happened it's all eyes on you you're the one that says you can do this you're the one that hyped it so don't get mad if uh, at the end of the night they're looking at you like look dude something go right you know what i'm saying you talk to 300 people and 50 people came and 30 of those are some of our regulars. So they start talking to you about stuff like that. And it that happens. Means, it's not. It's not half of it. And I've seen this happen too many times where now you become, you have a fight happening. Now places are shut down. Now nights are ended because somebody realized it's not happening. It's not working. So you have a lot of bad relationships with so-called promoters and venues in this area. I've seen it. It doesn't get better. And in particular, let me tell you, uh, uh, the hip-hop areas where this happens quite more than other places in terms of genres and promotions. Because hip-hop, as you know, brings its own flavor, its own things, its own consciousness, its own, you know, the love of the game. It's great music. It's fun, but it also brings a lot of energy. Some of it can be negative. Most people don't plan or put that into consideration, but hip-hop artists and promoters that are around here, they're, they're great ones, but this is one this one area where it's very tricky, and now a lot of venues are, are shunning it and not willing to do it because there's a lot of issues. Well, if the hip-hop promoter comes in, they have a good game plan, they have a, a, a nice following, they have a professional demeanor, they're respectful of the venue owner and operator. They go and, and they're nice to the customers. They're nice to the to the to the clientele of the place. It's not hip hop that usually has the bad rap. It's usually the people trying to do the business of hip hop that has issues on how to do this professionally. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah.
yeah. So it's it's that the the the, the so called promoter, if that's what you want to be, you have to handle yourself as such. You have to be professional in every which way. Because you have too many people looking at you to make this thing a success. And people like likable people. If you're a likable person, a lot of people will support your events. They will send it to other people. You know, talking about a flyer. Well, am I going to hand you a flyer? Am I going to stand on the street corner and hand out 50, 100 flyers in one night? People are going to be upset at you. This is Seattle. This, this The world doesn't want dirt and trash and garbage and paper all over the city. <laughs> Seriously, that, that can't be your only mode of promotion. That can't be your main mode of promotion is print media. Not in 2019. If that's it, that tells a lot of people about you already. Let me tell you that. If you're handing me a flyer, I'm not, I'm not going to your shit. Sorry for the bad word. But... <laughs> If that's what you're doing and I haven't seen you online, I haven't seen your event online, I haven't seen it when I Googled, hey, uh, uh, hip-hop in Seattle Saturday night, your event is nowhere to be found. But here you are, having some people or yourself in the middle, in the, outside in the rain, trashing the city with your flyers. You know. No, that, that's, gonna make people, that's, that's, yeah, real. that's real. Yeah, you're actually going to make people mad at you. You know, and some people still do that BS where you put flies on people's cars. Are you kidding me? In two, it's almost twenty twenty. You're going, <laughs> you're going around. It's essentially that's what you're doing, putting trash on people's cars. And in our community, that's known. Whether you're in church, you come out of church, you come out of what any event, funeral, you can see somebody uh, doing that. That's it. That's it. We're still doing this because what I do, me, I've never gone to the, yeah, when I first started, I would print stuff too. But, you know, you get into this thing like I have the model. I watched my, I know my Uncle Joe did it in the 60s. That's how he did it. You know, my, 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 my cousin, you know, that's what he, that's how he does it. He gets like 5,000 flyers. Boom. That's going to be a hit, a hit, a big show. You got 5,000 flyers. Well, all those 5,000 flyers, people are going to be mad at you for putting it all over the city. Well, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. And so now you guys got the game. That's mm-hmm. the old way of doing things. Yeah. Don't don't yep. do that. But you also spoke about how you pay yourself as an affiliate. And so the artists right. they don't have to even worry about paying you. Talk about right. that. Yes, yes. That's very important. You know, it's that what's going on? I'm a I'm I'm an affiliate marketer. So when you're an online person, you understand uh, the concept of marketing, social media marketing, search engine optimization marketing. You get into a situation where, you know, you don't have to go ask people to promote or to uh, do things for them. Because as a promoter, once you become an online promoter, believe it or not, the skills you acquire therein makes you a promoter of any product or service. You acquire the skill, whether you want to stay in music or you want to also promote uh, travel, you want to promote ticket sales. I have a partnership with like seven ticket sellers, uh, resellers, from Ticket Liquidator to Vegas uh, tickets to uh, Ticket Network 
Now these these companies will will pay you anywhere from five to twelve percent. They will pay you. Uh, even Apple Music, I have an affiliate marketing agreement with Apple. I've had a ten year relationship with Apple and iTunes. They pay me. So if you don't want to be the promoter that has to deal with too many people on the ground, but you still want to promote music, which is awesome. If you have a social media, you know how to put links up. If you have a blog, you know how to upload an image to a, a page. The basic HTML. If you just know basics, you can be an affiliate marketer, which basically means you get paid commission to post things or any type of links that your partner that has agreed to partner with you as a marketer or promoter, they will pay you that certain commission. I have acquired partners like Microsoft, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, you name it, uh, in, in the fashion, in the jewelry industry, and those are there. Those are there, and I got to the point when I'm, a, I'm an influence marketer, even for Amazon, simply because whenever you're able to grow a network and numbers, you are an influencer. You're influencing people. You have a number of people in your hands that marketers and advertisers know, okay, this, fool, this, this guy has a captive audience. This guy has a growing network of people. Well, if you happen to be, let's say, hey, um, some some company that needs to get in front of my audience, say this guy has a, a, a reggae music online page on Facebook that has 10,000 people that follow it. Okay, if I'm a marketer and I want to get in front of some Caribbean-loving flavor crowd, I, I'm not going to turn that guy down. In fact, I want to reach out to whoever owns that page and tell him, would you be an affiliate marketer? Would you would you join me? Would you promote my product to your page and your audience? And I put ten percent. I'll give you a unique link that has your 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 your, your tracking information. And here's where you get your your flyers and your 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 your, your, your marketing material. And each time somebody clicks, buys, or does whatever it is that I ask you to let them do, I'm going to pay you this much percentage or flat fee. This is the concept. Anybody that has a smartphone could be an affiliate marketer. Wait, repeat that From again. Anywhere... Somebody, somebody said what? <laughs> anywhere, and this part of my, my motivation for being involved in learning all of this because I understand what it could mean to a lot of young people who cannot get jobs. Right now, if you have a smartphone, if you sit, if you have social media accounts, you can be an affiliate marketer that makes commission from posting links and having people buy products and services, and you make a cut, just like that. Wow, that's game. That that's game. That, that, but, I, I would, but is that anybody in America, or is that anybody worldwide? Because you know, Africa is always on the heart. So I just want to make sure for our audience there, they say, wait, are you are you serious? Are you talking to me? Is that anybody, anybody? My friend, anybody all over the world. In fact, like Apple Music, for example, if you are in Ghana, you could be an Apple Music affiliate. If you want to focus on promoting all music, you can. Anyone. So when you go to be, and you're interested in being an affiliate marketer for a company, First, they usually have a party place like 
link share, commission junction, share sale, uh, those type of places you go uh, and get your relationships. You apply, they accept you, or they reject you. You get rejected sometime, or sometime once you set up your profile, then these companies also can search within those networks for who they want to invite to do marketing for them, okay? This is why it's important that if you have a website or social media following, keep it clean, keep it neat, keep it professional. You don't want a bunch of BS on there because that's how they're going to look at whether or not they want to attach their trademark and name to you. Because essentially, when you want to be an affiliate marketing partnership, they are expecting you to honor their trademarks and their intellectual property. That's a whole, it's a contract you sign before you actually become a, a marketer for any of these companies. It's not just like you go pull their materials and they're going to pay you. No, it's a mutual relationship. It's a contractual relationship, which will require you to honor certain behavior, certain things, including uh, keyword marketing or you misuse of their trademarks in any way disqualifies you. So you don't want to get into a situation where you don't know what you're doing. You just, you know, you get into it and you violate and everything. Next thing you know, you've put up a lot of work and you've just been disqualified and removed from the affiliate marketing uh, 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 partnership and your work is gone. So it's, there's some issues that you must pay attention to. But literally, anywhere you are, you, all you got to do is find where you go and whether or not you have the ability to do marketing for a particular company. Some will require a certain level of presence. Some will require certain criteria for your web presence, your website, or what have you. Uh, some will give you exact conditions to follow. And once you set it up, basically, you, have, you, you set up how you get your money, whether it's PayPal or check. So anyone can get into this type of business anywhere in the world. And you mentioned the shoes that I put up, the Quasi Africa shoe line. Obviously, it's inspired by what inspires me. I'm an African who grew up in America. You know, some people want to pronounce it Quasi Africa, like Quasi Africa, African-American type. But it's a culture, Caribbean, African, African-American culture that makes me who I am. So now I can brand what I do. And I, I, I got into a, a, a deal with an online shoe where you design your own shoe. And, and if they accept you based on your online presence, if they accept who you are, then they'll give you a, a, a designer platform to design shoes. And so that was my first one that I designed. I liked it. I put it up. People are liking it. And so uh, how it is. When you are an influencer, you'll get all kinds of invitations or opportunities to do something like that because you have numbers, you have followers, and people, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. You see, numbers don't lie. In the social media era, your following, your numbers, your Instagram, all your combined network is really what's going to be your real estate, your calling card. When you tell somebody do something, you want to do something for them, uh, they can't say no because they can see that if they do that, they're turning down a certain number of people that otherwise they probably won't get to. See, and you get to a point where you have to police all your network following and everything else because then you're in control of everything. You have to keep it going. If you have a group, keep it growing. Groups are very nice on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is good, but Twitter is a little convoluted. I don't 
really spend a lot of time on Twitter for promotion purposes. But between Instagram and Facebook, you can get a lot of mileage and Pinterest, Tumblr. So I would say those are the four main things every promoter should grow their presence. Okay. Facebook page, you know, groups, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, and Pinterest. Pinterest, most people think it's just a picture thing. No, it's a good promotional platform. It has good search engine optimization. You can get in there and whatever you post can be seen by a lot of people. Obviously, you have to have good pictures to put up. But you really have to understand what the concept of promoting and doing the mostly social media and online. You're not going to get a lot of people coming to events if your main concept is the uh, bricks and mortar on the streets, handing people dirty flyers all day. That's gone. But you, you just have to build, again, build your presence. That's it. If you know, if, you, if, if you're a designer, you're a web designer, you know a web designer, friend or partner or, or, or a graphic designer, those are, those, are, those are going to be very important to what you do. Somebody understands the concept of growing social media presence, growing a search engine optimization uh, kind of business. If you know that or you can partner with somebody that knows how to do that, there's, there's virtually nothing you can't do. You can market and promote anything. I see a lot of kids that are online wasting time doing, doing, a, you know, doing a gossip, doing a BS talk, talking about, you know, spending time talking about celebrities who are screwing up, you know, the, the, the latest rap battle or beef between so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm just thinking, you know, each time you, you, you are on there, literally, you could be, instead of talking about Drake and, and Kodak Black or whatever beef, how about if you had your own hip-hop promotions page and you're putting links for those guys on your page so each time somebody buys it, you get 7% from Apple. How about that? Real talk. Real, real, real talk. And, and, it's, and it's, you it's, said something key, though. You have to pick your platform. Like you said, you don't use Twitter too much. If, you know, some people love Twitter. I'm not the biggest fan. But pick your avenue and run with it. That MySpace that you were talking about earlier, oh, yeah. I missed the way you could. Uh, I could go to London. I could go to Germany. I could go anywhere. I could go to South Africa and I could already have you know 20 people that I've talked to and I, I used to love that because they gave you data that Facebook makes you pay for and still won't give you and, and you know you could do the geo search so <laughs> pick your platforms and get a strategy that that's key that, that seems to be the the key for for you and that you yeah. can make, you can make a living at this, right? You're not just doing yeah. this for for fun and to get bus fare. Because someone's like, well, no. "How much money can I get?" You can make a living out of this. I mean, look at his yeah. shoes, you guys. You know, yeah. I'm gonna have the links. Those shoes aren't cheap, and he's gonna get a piece of that. That's right. That's right. So basically, you know, and like I'm saying, even like if you go, I have a, an influencer page on Amazon. Well, I literally select everything, anything that I like and I want something out of my own store. You go in there, you buy it, you check out. I'm not processing any funds. I don't get in a situation where I'm processing payments. The affiliate marketing model makes it that they don't have to worry about you processing the payments. Usually that's a stop for anybody coming to your website. However, there's certain companies that everybody trusts. And if that company has attached their name to you for some reason, well, the links they would trust too, because no, I can't say, hey, 
this is going to take you to Apple Music to buy Drake album, if that's not true. Okay? That's misleading. And uh, there are rules to follow when you do this. However, again, the bottom line is, once you set it up and you use whatever, you can do a combination of platforms uh, because Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same company. They let you integrate almost everything. So you can have your Instagram integrated with your Facebook. And Instagram also allows you to integrate with Twitter. So if you want one place, one post that goes to three or four different places, you can set it up like that too. So you're not always like leaving platform to platform. Integrate your platforms if you have multiple. Then literally one post and you got you got it to all three or four like that, right? Yeah. Um, also, my thing is, in like everything else in life, you, you get what you put into it. You cannot go into this and say in one week, damn, I haven't made $1,000 yet. No, I've been at this for 10 years. You're not going to just stop making thousands of dollars. No. You have to grow what you're growing. You have to let people know what you have, and they have to be willing to actually buy through you, okay? Buy through you. That's the concept here. These companies are trusting that you are popular. You are good. People will follow you. People like you. So if it's Apple, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's iTunes, they say, we're going to put this guy, in, we're going to put our logo and call him our partner. He's going to be able to publicly call us his partner. Imagine if you're a promoter. Okay, you're a promoter? Me, I can literally tell any event I'm doing and use the Apple logo as an Apple Music promoter affiliate partner that's putting on this event. Do you understand that? Yeah. That's different. That's different from than, 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 you know, than Charlie from the streets. Right there, I may have a better chance of having the night just because this person saw that, hey, this guy's also a, a, a promoter for Apple Music. It's not a lie because it's real. If you go on my Facebook, if you go, I mean, if you go on my pages, if you go on my website, you'll see that I have Apple Music content therein, links images uh, uh, of Apple uh, buttons throughout my website. I cannot be faking it because those materials can only be gotten from an official Apple music partner. You see? So well, you know, right you, there, you know. even as a promoter, you just enhance your game as a, as a promoter on the ground just because you, you're a successful online music promoter with some of the biggest companies in the music business, your partner. Well, that gives you a little bit of a step ahead of the game, you see? Because with me, if I'm promoting any artists, and usually I don't promote artists directly because I, I'm a music promoter. If I have a show, if I see a show anywhere in the world, and also I'm a ticket seller, I can promote, I can set up an event and promote anything. And put the links to the artist's music, the artist's ticket sales page on that link because I'm selling legitimate and I'm promoting legitimate product. The artist is music and ticket sale, right? I get a percentage. I get a percentage. The other day I posted uh, June 1st. Imagine something like this. Me, I'm sitting here in, in Northwest. I put up, uh, uh, um, there's two events that I've put up that are doing very well. One of them is a slightly stupid event out in San Diego. 
it's a, a beach uh, on the beach festival. It's got like forty, uh, like fifty thousand uh, views, uh, a bunch of responses, a bunch of clicks on the ticket sales. Boom, boom, boom. I don't have to be in San Diego to promote that event because hosting that event, I sit here. It's a legitimate tickets. The uh, uh, I the Apple Music links I put in the description for the artists. They're legitimate links. Any one of the, the people that are all rabid about that show that clicks those things and buys, I'm getting my cut. As a promoter, do I need to go talk to Slightly Stupid and say, hey, pay me to be your promoter? No. I can go to other people that will pay me as a promoter if I know what I'm doing as a promoter. The music distributor will pay me to do some promotions of musicians in their platform. The ticket reseller will pay me if they like what they see and say we'll give you 10%, 12% to promote whatever you want on our platform. Well, there you go. There you go. Now you're such a good online promoter. Now the local venues and other people are noticing, hey, if we, if we want our show to be seen by a lot of people, we might want to hit up that page. It's pretty good. And then people will start noticing. That's a, that's, a, that's a thing here. Shows and events that you are involved with somehow perform better. All these can be seen. The data that people can find out. Who clicked what to get to what? You know what I'm saying? How many tickets came through this particular link? All these are there. That's how you become an influencer marketer. Everybody can track what you're doing. Okay? So even if you're not doing affiliate marketing, you're just on Facebook. Still... People can track what you're doing. People can see what you're doing online. If you're unemployed, but you have time on Facebook, your employer can see you on Facebook. The people you're applying to can see you on Facebook. What are you doing? Unemployment can see you on Facebook. So my whole thing is if you're going to be on there, you know, God, great, fine. If you loved gossiping and you have all these people loving you, well, once you become a, a marketer for your favorite shoe brand, you like New Balance, once you start putting up some New Balance links and see if people will click the New Balance shoes that you recommended to them, or you put an offer up on Facebook and everybody else in the world can see the offer that you just put up and New Balance will pay you 5%. Once you do something like that. So it's a conversation that I think, especially us in, our, in, in, in the black community need to start really having. It's like, I see, I be in the Starbucks working on my thing. I see other people doing all kinds of web-related business ventures. This is what we're doing. And my whole thing is we have a, you know, not every community has a high graduation rate, high college attendance rate. But if you, the thing, the computer and the internet, they say the internet, the computer, the internet machine gives you the right to do is still be able to go to anybody and tell them, I can market for you. I know how. I have a following. Anyone can do that for a lot of companies. And most of them, if you're, if you're, what you're saying is right, they will surely say, okay, we're looking for affiliate marketers. Go to most of the websites, any website, and you'll see that they usually have an affiliate marketing campaign usually on the bottom there's an affiliate link on there 
that link will tell you where and how to apply to be an affiliate for that particular company. iTunes and Apple has it. Anybody. If they approve you, you're in. You're a marketer. You get paid to market. It's not freebie. So then it's up to your creativity and how much time you spend on it to see how much you get out of it. It's on you. But once you get into it and you say, that's what I'm going to be doing, you can do it on the side while you have a job. You can do it on the side until you start seeing the, the returns on it. And then you can say, okay, I can set up an agency to do this full time. It's up to you. But once you get good at it, yes. I mean, that's why I'm at. I'm at a point where it's becoming an agency situation because I have a lot to offer. I have a lot to, to do. And if you don't want to set up your own affiliate marketing campaign, I can always use sub-affiliates. So the affiliate myself, as a marketer and affiliate marketer, can also add people under me to get a, per a portion of what I get. So whether you can do it or you can find somebody that is an affiliate of a particular, a particular company and say, hey, man, you know, hey, you know, you can hit me up. I want to be, you know, I also want to promote for that company. I want to promote some iTunes. I like, I'm a hip-hop guy. I want to promote hip-hop. You know, I have a page. I'm going to set up a page. Okay, you don't have to have it. If it's somebody like me who's already an affiliate, you want to be a sub-affiliate, then I'm, I'm not that concerned about the numbers you have. I can give anybody an opportunity because I'm, I'm the one that's going to supply you your links and your tracking ID. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I want you to talk about because you talked about you know kind of the integrity of the business um mm -hmm. and you know everybody in this business is special everybody's the best you, you, there's no mm -hmm. way around that but i think per, in, in the promotion game especially you know back when the flyer was it but um mm -hmm. people would put you know uh kanye coming to the party or might be or the way they word it it's you know mm -hmm. it to mm -hmm. get um mm -hmm. instead not saying he's coming and people mm -hmm. used to get rich off that mm -hmm. now they would consider that clickbait online and mm -hmm. you know all mm -hmm. type of, of lies but the integrity mm -hmm. game in the promotion mm -hmm. i love how you you spoke about that um mm -hmm. do you think that is you know are, are people now being called out on their stuff more and more since people can verify um things online or do you still see that as a problem in this game yeah you still see that you know uh even instead of just they, they put it on the social media feed they set up and they put a particular artist like artists like hey the official so-and-so party even though the so-and-so is not officially a part of the party so yes yes to me i think when i say you have to be a professional if you want to call yourself a promoter all that is included in being a professional. All that is included. And in any business, in any profession you're in, if you're not going to be professional, people will know. Your reputation will speak for itself. Eventually, the venues, they talk to each other. People don't get it. Some call the venue, you did something last at. Or you stop. Your weekly got canceled for some reason. And they'll talk, just like they do job interview references. They call. They call other people by you. And then there you go. If it didn't go well the last time, the last event, if you disrespected the staff, if you were mean to somebody, if your people that came with you were nasty, they were drunks, they were idiots, all that's going to be told to other places. They know 
So you have to always understand that your integrity matters. Me, I usually don't have to be physically on the ground if I'm promoting an event. 